It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning across this holiday season and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. How was your big night last night seeing in the new year? I'm sure that you had one of the biggest exhales or two as the clock struck midnight seeing in Sunday the 1st of January for 2023 and I've got to tell you this our year has already started on a positive note there is no RBA rate rise on Tuesday yes hallelujah for that in fact there is no rate rise for January even better we'll get to that next month of course in February so we have started the way that we want to continue in a positive vein And coming up on New Year's Day, we're going to take you back to June of last year when Sydney's CBD started to come back to life. We spoke to Monica too about the Sydney apartment market and who was buying the higher end listings. And also in June, we spoke to an under 30 year old who was starting to build her property portfolio. And the second home that she purchased was the very same home that she grew up in. So that is all coming up next on your Real Estate Breakfast for 2023. If you've got a question that needs answering, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with PRD. Selling smarter every day. All right, let's have a look at your weather on New Year's Day around the country. And first we go to Sydney, expecting partly cloudy skies. Should be mainly dry with a temperature of 28 degrees. In Melbourne, good morning to you. Expecting humid and sunny conditions with a temperature. It is going to be sticky of 35 degrees. In Brisbane on New Year's Day, expecting a dry, cloudy day with a high of 29. And in Perth today, mostly sunny, blue skies and 31 is your top today on New Year's Day. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Informing you every morning from 6.30 with the latest real estate property news seven days a week only on the Real Estate Breakfast. These quality properties are converting into sales in this space and joining us to talk a little bit more about this is Monica too, who herself finds herself pretty busy with these quality upmarket properties. Good morning Monica, why are these uh, properties still performing? Good morning, Craig. So why the property is still selling is because of the demand. And all our buyers, the high net worth international buyers and local buyers are still asking for the stock. They're all coming back to the city, enjoying our lifestyle. Yeah, so you mentioned you sold a couple of uh, penthouses. I think one went for $22 million and the other was $13 million. Now, are these local people buying these properties or is it a cross-mix of interstate slash international buyers? 
So 22 million dollars our penthouse was bought by an international buyers. So he is actually based in Sydney, but he travel always, you know, in Sydney, Hong Kong, and China. So he just want to buy something to hold on. Once he get a bit older, he will, can come back and and stay there. And another、uh, the thirteen million dollars one is bought actually by a local buyer. He is Australian and he's got a massive house in eastern suburbs. And I just want to you know、um, he hasn't sold yet, but he will be selling that one once he get a little older. And he bought one just for the future investment. And I mentioned that the city was very unattractive during lockdown, but it's come back from this death of a city in lockdown to having that vibrant feel. And no matter what sort of major city around the world, people always seem drawn, don't they, to the inner lifestyle a metro CBD like a Sydney offers. So all of that is kind of rolled into when you're dealing with these buyers, why they're wanting to move into the city. CBD. Oh wow! I don't know when was the last time you're in city, Craig. The city is full. So if you don't have a booking for restaurants, it's no way you can get in anywhere. So now we have Vivid. You know, we have all the operas. You know, all the shows are starting. You know, all the seats are booked out because I just been to a couple of shows recently, and you can see the restaurants, the bars. You know, like it's just so exciting. I think Sydney is actually back to life. So which is you know, the Sydney should be so proud. We are, after all, an international city. We've got so much to offer. So everybody back to cities.、So、come have a, come come have a look at you know what's happening in the night. It's full. Yeah, Monica. There are some people that are downsizing, which some people might think, well, how is that possible that they're downsizing? But it very much depends on what they're downsizing from, right? You are absolutely right. So I just give you a couple of examples. I'm actually searching for a few penthouses for my、uh, clients. They just sold their house for thirty million dollars. I have another one at twenty five million dollars, and they're both of them from eastern suburbs. And I got another person from Mosman, and they sold their house for nineteen million dollars. They're looking for something around about fifteen minutes million dollars in the city. I just got nothing much to offer. So these are the downsized people we're talking about. You know, they have done really well for the you know large land, large houses. You know, in suburbans. So everybody's looking come back to the city, looking for penthouse. That's how much demand we have for the penthouses right in the city. We know the market is changing; it's going a little bit soft. But with these affluent buyers in this price range, it's not really soft at all, is it? In this space, not at all. So, if if you say the market is softened and a lot of you know, then we're definitely experiencing short of stock, right? So, some people they don't have to sell; maybe they hold on to the property. But、uh, for the high net worth individuals, they're always in the demand of buying. So it's always like a demand and supply. So if you don't have enough supplies, and you know、um, that that would be a problem. Just talking about city penthouses, we have people from Upper North Shores, from South, from East, and from of course internationally. We're talking about、uh, Hong Kong, Singapore, China. So always have these people around looking for a spacious, special, unique. A city apartment to buy. It's your weekend real estate breakfast, a serial-sized podcast about what's happening in your local backyard every Saturday morning on the Real Estate Podcast. 
Well, I see that realestate.com.au last week ran a story about a woman who grew up in a house and then after her parents sold the property in 2014, ended up buying it back again. I mean, this has got to be a very emotional moment. Gemma is joining us this morning. Good morning, Gemma. This happened to you. Yes, it did. Tell us a little bit about the way in which you found the property, where the property is, and I guess some of those memories. Um, Yeah, so we have been looking for an investment for a little while, me and my partner, but as you would know, the property boom in SA is a little bit hard, so everything's already under offer or sold prior before you can even look at it. And my partner works away, so he was just scrolling on realestate.com one night and came um, about it, and he was like, isn't this your old house? And I was like, yes. And then, yeah, I clicked the link and then we couldn't make any of the openings. Uh, so then we did get to slot one in, though, before he went back to work. So he got to view it for like 10 minutes. And then, yeah, we went to the auction. And, yeah, it was just brought back a lot of memories. It was a bit crazy, actually. Oh, I'm sure it was crazy. So you lived in the house from 1994 to 2012, I think, and that is when it was sold. And your parents were there uh, on auction day last uh, Saturday. Yeah, so both my parents came as well because I thought that would be nice. But yeah, so my parents bought it back in, I think, 1993. I grew up there my whole life and then my parents separated, so we moved and then they sold it. And then, yeah, what a coincidence. Well, I was just thinking, you know, it happened last Saturday. You got a much better result than Scott Morrison did, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, something like that. And tell me a little bit about the fact that you were the only bidder, is that correct? Yeah, correct. There was a few people there, so we're actually quite shocked just given the location of it, which is quite close to schools, um, Tea Tree Plaza. So yeah, I was actually shocked. My partner had a feeling though, because it's actually like just under 600 squares. It's a split level block. My dad said that it's like built on rock. So like we think that investors were turned off by it. So it's not really like something you could subdivide and knock down. So yeah, it worked in our favour, that's for sure. So you've bought the property as an investment. You're not going to be living in the property? Uh, no, we don't plan on living in it. We've already got a place that we've uh, renovated. So we live in that. And then, yeah, we just thought as an investment, closer schools should be quite easy to rent out. I guess that that's probably a good thing for your parents because if you were living in it and your parents were coming to visit, that they might feel a little bit weird by, by that. Yeah, um, I think because that was the first time they actually had seen it since they sold it. And we were actually living in Melbourne when the house um, got sold anyway. So they hadn't seen it for quite a few years. So to go back there, it was, yeah, it was quite surreal. A trip down memory lane. So tell me a little bit about, like the market is obviously changing. So that has worked in your favour by the sound of things with you purchasing this old property that you used to live in. Yeah, so my partner and I were quite lucky. We bought a property uh, pre-COVID. So obviously then since the housing boom, uh, we built obviously a lot of equity in our own place. So that obviously helped us then purchasing this house. And then I think it was kind of good timing as well with the interest rates. I think people obviously got a little bit scared. So yeah, I'm actually very surprised that everything just kind of fell into place. Well, it's a great result for you and you're under 30, so you're building a bit of a portfolio. So what's coming up next for you? 
Oh, I don't really know, to be honest. I don't know. I um, We want to just kind of maybe redo the floors, paint it and do that. And then we still got a little bit to fix up on our place. And then, yeah, maybe another one. I'm not sure. We'll have to see how we go. And how many of your friends, Gemma, are still struggling to buy their first home? Uh, yeah, quite a few, actually. I count my blessings every day that we were homeowners pre-COVID. I just think it'd be so hard as a first homeowner buyer right now to get into the market with all these auctions and, yeah, just the banks. It's just a lot. The deposits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're you're a homeowner, so you are on the property ladder. Hey, thanks so much for spending a little bit of time with us to uh, go down that memory lane and uh, all the best moving forward. Thank you so much for having me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. Thank you.